0: It's Amy's Table, a girl's
1: guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us.
0: It's important for all of us to learn to cultivate healthy anger in this age of rage, relationship rage, political rage, net rage, road rage, and work rage. Managing anger improves all facets of life, from sex to parenting to productivity on the job. And joining me today is Dr. Bernard Golden, talking about his book, Overcoming Destructive Anger. Welcome, Dr. Golden.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Well, did you ever think we'd have to write a book about rage? I mean, when did rage become such a, a behavior of our world?
1: Well, we've been angry at times, but uh, there seems to be definitely an excess of it right now. Uh, People are frustrated for a variety of reasons, and it's one thing to be angry. The challenge is, what do we do with it?
0: Exactly. So what do you suggest we do with it, and how do we learn to actually have the mindfulness to do something with it rather than just engage in it?
1: Well, that's the key word, mindfulness, that we're aware of what's going on in our bodies and in our emotions. And I talk about healthy anger, which means being able to observe our anger, respond to it rather than react to it. Uh, Anger very much stems from feeling threatened, whether or not we really are, and often is a reaction to other uncomfortable emotions such as anxiety, shame, fear, or feeling powerless. And so mindfulness does, in fact, help us recognize, okay, what are my feelings behind my anger? And I say our anger tells us more about ourselves rather than the person or situation that triggers it. If we take time to uh, explore what feelings we have, what expectations I may have, what conclusions did I jump to that may not be accurate?
0: So question here, anger, you talk about cultivating healthy anger. So this isn't something that we should try and crush. We shouldn't try and, and um, remove anger, just really change how we respond to our anger. Am I, am I understanding that correctly?
1: Yeah, exactly, because anger is a natural emotion. It's complex and highly charged. But if we take time to reflect on it, it gives us a lot of information, uh, both in terms of feelings that trigger it If we we stop to reflect on it, we recognize our own hot buttons, our own patterns of becoming anger. Uh, Very much anger is about a key desire as well that may be thwarted or challenged, a feeling of safety, a feeling of connection with people, a feeling of respect, recognition. And so taking time to look at the message of anger is very informative, and the goal, as you say, is not to eliminate it, but to accept it as a natural emotion.
0: Well, it's interesting because I know some people that I feel as though I've, I've never seen them angry. And then I know other people who have had sudden bursts of anger that don't seem to fit with the rest of their behavior. But the people who never seem angry, they must be at some point, right? And if they can hide it, is that dealing with your anger either or is it becoming self-destructive to hide anger?
1: Well, we all have different thresholds for feeling threatened uh, and to have anger arousal. And some people uh, become angry much less often, in fact. Some people maybe don't express anger, but quietly they may be very highly angry at themselves. And What I mean by that is that the self-critical inner dialogue is very much a a reflection of not being satisfied or being disappointed and being angry with ourselves. Keeping it in, whether it's expressed uh, especially toward other people, is just as uh, potentially dangerous as, as expressing it because it does lead to health problems. People will uh, accumulate the anger, and then at some point then when they're angry enough, it's kind of the last straw. But uh, keeping it in doesn't get a person... Their needs are not met.
0: Right. So when you say keeping it in, then it becomes the last straw. Is that when you're apt to see somebody have a sudden outburst that's kind of crazy? <laughs>
1: right. Some people keep it in and they have a last straw. And others react from, uh, go from zero to 60 very quickly. And again, anger is a habit, a habit in think, of thinking and feeling. And we diff- we have different reactions, different habits and how we d- respond to it.
0: If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Dr. Bernard Golden about his book, Overcoming Destructive Anger, Strategies That Work. And you say that nature and nurture contribute to hot-headedness. And so some of it is maybe our, our lifestyle or our family, but some of it we're born
1: with? We have temperament, some infants very quickly, if you wave your hand in front of them, they kind of watch your hand move slowly without much excitement, and others become startled. So infants are thin-skinned or thick-skinned, mm. uh, and then the experiences we have play a role in our habits. Some studies suggest that there may be some genetics that uh, predispose people more toward aggression than others, but like all aspects of personality, it depends on what experiences we have that either... that Gene is triggered or it's not
0: and is it a male female heavy ratio of of people who are are more angry
1: The anger is is uh, increasingly the anger is being seen as equal, but men do show it more, do express it more in a, in a more aggressive way, and whereas women may do it. Uh, uh, they 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 handle it differently. they might seek to focus on relationship and may in fact focus on the feelings behind the anger rather than talking about the anger itself
0: so maybe they 're more introspective with their anger, but might not be dealing with it. Am I understanding that
1: correctly? Uh, may not be that introspective, but it will be more comfortable with those feelings, so they may show those feelings uh those feelings being anxiety, fear may not even be aware of their anger, but sometimes anger is such an uncomfortable emotion to feel, so they might feel and stay with anxiety, fear, and shame rather than show or allow themselves to experience the anger.
0: So that anger, one of the other things that you point out in the book, it damages both your own personal health and your relationships. And I think that's the thing. So, so let's say somebody in a, in a relationship can say, well, the problem is he or she is so angry. I mean, where do they go with that? If they've got the knowledge that that anger is harming the relationship, where do they go to to improve this situation?
1: If you're experiencing anger in your partner, when in doubt, share how you're impacted. Talk about your feelings versus what uh, uh, the name calling or... uh, So if I'm experiencing being criticized, talking about what that feels like. I'm feeling ignored or I'm feeling discounted. I'm feeling put down. Uh, they can ask the person to work on their anger skills at some point. That uh, That's a ver- uh, very challenging.
0: Mhm. For sure.
1: Because at some point, we person works on them when they want to. Uh, people who are angry may not recognize they're angry. And so first talking about how you're impacted when in doubt.
0: Well, you know, Dr. Golden, you've got so many great strategies for overcoming your anger. And what I'm going to do is put them on amy-tobin.com. But, of course, we can find more about you in the book, Overcoming Destructive Anger. And where can we send people to, uh, is there a website or send them just to Amazon? Or where can they go for more info? Uh,
1: My website is angermanagementeducation.com.
0: Fantastic, And the book, I'm sure, is available wherever books are sold, but also on Amazon? Exactly. Perfect. Well, there's a lot of great strategies, and I hope we all stop, take a deep breath, become more mindful, and look at where this anger is coming from. Dr. Golden, thank you so much for joining me on Amy's
1: Table. Thank you again for having me. Thanks for listening to Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. For more, visit Amy's blog with Q102 online at WKRQ.com.